أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي لا يبلغ مدحته القاعلون ولا يحسي نعماءه العادون ولا يؤدي حقه المستحدون الذي لا يضركه بعد الحمم ولا يناله غوص الفطن ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين حبيب قلوبنا وطبيب نفوسنا والشفيع ذنوبنا سيدنا ومولانا أبي القاسم محمد اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعجل فرجهم وأحلى البيت الطيبين الطاحرين المعسومين المظلومين لا سيما بقية الله في العرضين صاحب العص والزمان خليفة الرحمن إمام الانس والجان ولعن الله وعداهم جمعين إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فقد قال الله وقوله الحق بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كتب عليكم السيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العلي العظيم اللهم صل على Muhammad wa ali Muhammad wa ajil farajahum. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the arrival of the month of Ramadan. And I congratulate you all on the arrival of this beautiful month. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have so many du'as that Allah please make this month a revolutionary one for us. One that we elevate towards you, ascend towards you, we understand our deficiencies, we understand our triggers, we do some healing. And, you know, I thought, to be quite frank with you, last year when we spent the month of Ramadan, you know, in this virtual lockdown world, I thought, okay, you know, this month will be the one and done, and inshallah, by the time next Ramadan rolls around, everything will be quote-unquote back to normal. And here we are again, uh, you know, on the first of the day, uh, on the first of the month of Ramadan, and still in a virtual world. And I am, you know, it's difficult. And you know, based on that, I wanted to initially just lay down the 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 right uh, vision and hopefully the right approach in this month of Ramadan, given the fact that we are right now in a pandemic. Uh, it is such an honor for me to address the Sijini organization and the community out there in New York. And as I mentioned in, in, in my trailer, I, you know, it was, um, it's my first time now addressing all of you. Um, and uh, it would have been so nice for me to visit uh, New York, the city that never sleeps, apparently. Um, but we are in this virtual world. And... All of you are stuck with me for 15 nights, and I'll say it that way. You're stuck with me for 15 nights. And I'm humbled. I'm humbled by the executive committee. Uh, committee. I'm humbled by, um, you know, uh, Ali Bhai and anybody who had anything to do with, uh, you know, bringing me um, and allowing me the honor. It's really my honor now to be with all of you. It would have been so nice for us to break some bread and have a cup of tea and, you know, uh, give each other kajors and dates for, for opening the fast. But inshallah, one day, someday, I'll be in your presence. In the meantime... You have to put up with this face for the next 15 nights, inshallah. May Allah give you sabr to deal with me, inshallah. Um, as I mentioned in the trailer, I have a topic for the 15 nights. We'll look at the life and the lessons of Prophet Suleiman. And I'll talk about that, inshallah, from tomorrow night. But tonight I just wanted to kind of set the tone for the month of Ramadan and maybe the approach 
should be a little bit different. It's been a difficult year, guys, and hasn't been easy. And I know that there's been silver linings, and I've been hearing about the strengthening of families and how I have more time for myself and a lot of self-care, Molana. And, you know, this pandemic is not all bad. and It's not all bad. You know, um, to be able to turn inwards and to be able to kind of focus on, on, on those people that are the most important to you. And then, of course, to do some self-care, some self-healing. Uh, you know, uh, I've heard some amazing stories about how marriages have been saved and families have strengthened and individuals' imans have gone up and um, all during this, uh, this, this pandemic. At the same token, you know, it's been a struggle, especially on the communal level. There are some days of the year, some seasons, and some months that simply are meant to be done as part of a community. What comes to mind, of course, is Muharram and Safar. We were able to, as a Shia nation now, spend Muharram and Safar in a virtual world. That wasn't easy. Um, you know, this is now, like I mentioned, our second month of Ramadan. We are doing it virtually. Again, a very communal season for us, right? My, my fondest of memories growing up, you know, would be going to the mosque and, and, and the center every single night and having our Quran circles and, and then, you know, having the speech and then opening our fast and sitting down with a cup of tea and dua afita. And, and unfortunately, it's not there in the community, but, you know, the one thing that I remember last year in, in that very unique month of Ramadan was this was the first time ever. And, you know, as a speaker, as a traveler, I don't think I've ever done the amal of the Knights of Qadr with my family. We are in one room together, my wife and I and, and, and my kids and you know, it, it was never done. I mean, I, I'm always somewhere else in some other community, either leading the amal or, you know, at least in, if it's in our center, I'm in the men's side. But anyways, so, you know, it hasn't been easy. And the, the dark side of it, the negative side of it is that, you know, we continue to have mental health issues inside of our community. Anxiety, depression, and stress continue to grow. Uh, you know, as 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 much as as there has been families that have that, that have grown together and strengthened and 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 sort of gelled and harmonized together, there are also families that fell apart, unfortunately. Um, you know, individuals who have social anxiety, individuals who need to get out and see people, they've had a a, a mass a massive struggle to deal with this lockdown, quote unquote, quarantine, isolation era. And then those individuals who rely really on the community, right? I think about my elders. I think about those people who you know, um, who would use the center as, as their anxiety medication, as their outlet for, you know, once a week. I, you know, I mention this all the time. I mean, you guys are in New York. You have some idea. You can relate somewhat. But our winters here in Toronto are quite harsh. And uh, I, I remember those Thursday night programs where, you know, the, the, the news would say, look, it's a, it's a, it's a weather advisory. Stay at home. Roads are horrible. It's icy. You know, visibility is not is not great. There's lots of snow on the road. If you don't have to leave the house, don't leave the house. And I thought for sure, okay, I'm going to the center now to give my class on Thursday nights. And, you know, I, I imagine there'll be five, six people there, and that's it. And you walk in and you see, you know, <laughs> the hall is full, and, and the majority of them are my respected elders. You know, braving the cold and, and putting on their boots and their winter jacket and driving in that weather and... And when you ask them, they say, look, you know, Thursday nights, for example, I'm just giving you an example, Thursday nights are our, it's our, it, it's our outlet. Without it, I, you know, don't know where, I, you know, where we'd be. I remember on a good Friday, a couple of years back after the khutbah of Jummah, you know, the hall was packed, right? It's a national holiday here in Toronto, at least. And, you know, it's, everybody was there for Jummah. 
And you know, the program lasted all but an hour. By the time we were done our salat and, 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 and the ziyarat and everything, but people must have sat for another two hours, just in circles, talking, laughing, discussing, connecting. All of that has been lost for the past year. So, you know, it's been a difficult time. I say all this because I want us to approach the month of Ramadan as a month of healing. As a month of relief. Okay. The Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi wa Wasallam Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad wa ajjil farajuhum in his last sermon on the month in, in the month of Sha'aban, where he prepares his, the, the Ummah for the arrival of the month of Ramadan, no, he, uh, he has a very beautiful way of, of, of describing the, the beauty of this month. And, you know, I'm just going to read it verbatim just, just so, you know, n- n- nothing goes wrong here. You know, he says, Ya Ayyuhannas. First of all, very, very interesting to note that he, he refers to, uh, or the, the, the sermon is directed towards mankind. It doesn't say, Ya Ayyuhalladina Amun. It does not talk about the people who are believers. No. Meaning that this month of Ramadan is not just for us Muslims. It can be, it will be, it should be really a month of benefit for everybody. You know, nowadays, this, the, you know, there's this, this craze. It's not a craze. I mean, it's, it's medically proven of intermittent fasting and IF. And people do the 16-8 route and the 24 route and the, eight, and the, and the, and the you know, 18-6 route. And, you know, those of you who are IFers, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, so fasting, obviously, I mean, the, 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 the physical benefits are there. It's, it's medically proven. You know, that doesn't need any sort of discussion, but just overall a reset, you know, a, a little bit of a pause is always good for us, right? He says, Ya ayyuhannas innuhu qad aqbala ilaykum shahrullah. Beautiful, right? That, you know, this, 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 month of all, this, this month of Allah's is ready for you. It's ready to be welcomed. You know, the word he uses, aqbala, you know, the, the qabala, qabul, istiqbal, maqbul, all these words are derived from qabala. You know, istiqbal, for example, is a word that's used in Farsi, it's used in, it's used in Urdu as well. You know, it's, it's to welcome somebody, right? I mean, if I was to fly into, you know, if I was to fly into, in, into, into, into New York, right? LaGuardia, let's say, for example, flying to LaGuardia or wherever, you know, um, then there will be somebody from the community there, there, there to kind of, you know, hope, hopefully, I really hope, to pick me up and welcome me. And, you know, they're doing what istiqbal of me, right? Welcome, Alana, thank you so much for coming. Welcome to the Big Apple, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a big New York fan. I've been, I've been there a couple of times. I really enjoy the, 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 the vibe of the city. Uh, the only thing that annoys me about the city, and, and, and this is where I might lose you guys, uh, you know, are, 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 I'm not a big Knicks fan, right? Uh, I don't like the Knicks only because I'm a big Bulls fan, I'm a big Jordan fan in the 90s. Those of you, those of you who know basketball, you know basketball. So I'm a big Jordan guy. He's the GOAT. He's the best ever. And so I think about all those Patrick Ewings and, and Charles Oakley's and John Stark's days. Those of you who know, you know. Those who don't know, I'm sorry. Just press, you know, just say this guy's talking about sports. Great. So, you know, I'm not a big Knicks fan, and I know it's a big Knicks city, but New York in general is beautiful. So anyways, so I'm there in the Big Apple, and Istiqbal is a two-way street, meaning that I have to land in New York, and they have to arrive at the airport 
for there to be a stigban. If I miss my flight, if my flight gets canceled and they're sitting there at the airport waiting and waiting and waiting for hours, that's not istiqbal. If I arrive at the airport and no one's there, they thought that I'm arriving tomorrow, let's say, for example, no one's there, that's also not istiqbal. Istiqbal is two ways. So here the Prophet's saying, look, welcoming the month of Ramadan, you know, this use of the word Aqbala almost denotes the idea that it's a two-way street. The month is ready to be welcomed. The month is here. Are we ready now to welcome that month? Are we ready now to make it a two-way street? He says, you know, إِلَيْكُمْ شَحْرَ اللَّهِ بِالْبَرَكَاتِ وَرَحْمَةِ وَمَغْفِرَةِ Beautiful, right? There's barakat in this month, there's mercy in this month, there's forgiveness in this month, there's all sorts of, you know, uh, uh, excess in this month. And then he says, later on in the, in, in, in the khutbah, أَنْفَعَسَكُمْ فِيهِ تَصْبِيحِ وَنَوْمَكُمْ فِيهِ عِبَادَةِ Right? He says, your breathing is tasbih of Allah in this month, meaning it's the glorification of Allah. Your sleep, your gnome, your sleep, your neend, as they say in Urdu, is what? Is ibadah, is worship. Pretty good deal, right? Take that nice two-hour nap in the middle, middle of, of, of a fast, and you're, you know, you're in la-la land, you're snoring, your mouth is open, and that is, 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 is written down as, as worship. He says, وَعَمَلَكُمْ Fihi maqbulan wa du'aikum fihi. Your amal are, are your deeds are accepted and your <clears throat> your du'as are heard. Now the question is that you know, Malana, my breathing is glorification, my sleep is ibadah. Does that mean that I'm breathing different now? I'm taking shorter breaths in my Ramadan. I'm like he he no man, you know, you're not breathing different. Is my sleep different now? Do I sleep now on my left as opposed to my right? No, of course not, right? It's the same breath, uh, breathing as we do in every other month. It's the same sleep as we do in every other month. Um, the difference is that we're different. And that's where I want all of you to enter this month of Ramadan completely different. This is not a month of checklists. It's not a hunger strike. It's not easy, I get it. Around 8 o'clock is iftar, you know, it's not an easy fast. But the funny thing is, I find it to be, you know, pretty interesting that those people who, quote-unquote, may not be religious all year round, they fast in the month of Ramadan. Children who, <clears throat> who, you, you, who you're not able to get on the musalla in the janamahs five times a day are people that are dying to wake up for sahri and suhoor and just be part of the family at 3 o'clock in the morning. Even young ones. Mama, can I please fast tomorrow? Half fast. I won't have breakfast. Okay. The question is, you know, why? I mean, it, it, you know, number one, yeah, it's a challenge, right? They take, they take it on as a challenge. It's communal, right? They see the entire family is fasting. I also want to fast as well. But there's a little bit, a, a little bit of a something else there. And I, I just want to focus a little bit. I promise these discussions won't be more than half an hour, 35 minutes. It, it's, it's difficult to fast as it is. It's, it's hard enough to fast and then end up, you know, uh, end your day before iftar listening to, you know, to this guy speak, right? So, you know, we're already about halfway through into my discussion. Inshallah, give me about 15 minutes of, of your time and, and, and we'll go from there. <clears throat> this is a month where you discover yourself. We discover ourselves. We discover our abilities, our capabilities, our strength, our capacity. Think about what you're able to accomplish across one day in the month of Ramadan. Okay. 
I, at, you know, pre-pandemic now when the center was open, I imagine a typical day would look like, those of you who work or go, or go to school, you know, you wake up for Sahri, and depending on how late Sahri is, and nowadays you're able to kind of wake up for Sahri and stay up for the day. If you, let's say, for example, pray for lie down for about an hour or so, get back up, that alone is difficult, right? And then you begin your day, right? A lot of you go to work, let's say, for example, a typical 9 to 5, you get home by 5 or 6 p.m., you have another couple of hours until your iftar time comes. Maybe you read, read some Quran. Maybe you do a little bit of that. You come home and then by 7.30 or so, you begin iftar prep. And then, you know, Maghrib you have your iftar, you have your dua. And then by 11 or 12 o'clock, you're back in bed, back up at 4 or 5 o'clock for, 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 for Saturday. So half an hour before Fajr now, if I was to come to your house, the lights would be on. Maybe some duas recited, the smell of food being cooked. And in that 24 hours, where every other part of the year, every other, all the other 11 months, everything that we talk about in terms of waking up before Fajr, let's say 15 minutes, reading the, reading the Quran every single day. There are many of you, mashallah, who have not just one, they have multiple juzes a day. There are people who finish two or three Qurans in the month of Ramadan. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's leave those special people alone for a second, but at least we're able to get to half a juice, one juice, let's say, in the Qur'an, able to now spend our lunches, we don't, we're not eating, right? Our lunches now, you know, in the car, at our desk, reading the Qur'an, let's say, for, a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people uh, like that, and all of a sudden, all of those things that were impossible, Mulana, I can't do it, I'm a nine-to-fiver, I have two kids, blah, 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 you're able now to somehow, somehow now, <laughs> wake up before Fajr, go to school and go to work, Come to the center in the evening, pre-pandemic, read some Quran, be home by 11, survive somehow for thir- not just one day, not just seven days, 30 days of this, 29, um, on maybe chunks of sleep, four hours here, uh, two, an hour nap here, a half an hour lie down here, blah, 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 but you're able to to do that. And that's basically what Allah wants. The verse I read from from Surah Baqarah is Allah says, "I made salah, I've made fasting wajib upon you. I've made it wajib on you, just like I've made it wajib upon those before you. Why? So you could be of the pious ones. This snapshot of a day that you that that you're about to embark on. Think about you know your thought pattern. Think about how conscious you are of the things that you say and do and look at." All this was meant to be a training ground, right? All of it was meant to be a preview, a trailer, let's say, of what you're actually able to achieve. Your breathing isn't different. Your sleep isn't different. You are different. You're in tune with God. For the first time all year long, while you're fasting, your body now, your body, your physical body, the needs of your body, succumb to, right, the elevation of your soul. Think about it. Three o'clock in the afternoon when that peak hits, right, when you're thirsty, you're hungry, and there's nobody home. Example I give every single year. You no, nobody home now. And there's a fridge full, filled with last last night's tabak. Okay, there's there's kebab rolls in there, and there's croissants in there, and there's those you know there's man, mandazi for for example, and there's do- oh man, Whew. right? First 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 fast is always always hard, right? <laughs> so you, you know. Is anyone stopping you from going, opening the fridge, taking a bite, putting it, wrapping up exactly as it was before, so nobody would know? No, there's nobody home. Nobody would see it. There's no cameras, hopefully, in your kitchen. Hopefully, that's weird. But you won't do it because your conscience tells you, I don't want to break God's commands. That's always been inside of you from, from day number one. It's always been there. It's a matter of you discovering it. And the month of Ramadan is a month of discovering yourself. 
my last point I want to make in my last 10 minutes is um, that I want all of you to, I want myself as well, to look at this worship as an outlet. As an outlet. You know, Imam Khomeini rahmatullah in his book, Adab al-Salat, The Etiquettes of Prayer, has a beautiful discussion on the etiquettes of time. Okay? I think like chapter 30 or 31 later on in the book, it's time, the etiquette of time. In there he says that, you know, I want you to seize the opportunity to go towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, worship Him, pray to Him on time. He says, see that time as an outlet. See that time as healing. You know, there's a lot of people who are suffering right now. A lot of people who are going through trauma right now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of heavy burden in our community, right? A lot of quiet suffering from our women to our wives to our, you know, to our sisters, to our daughters, to our youth, to our everybody. And everyone's looking for an outlet, right? Journaling is one I, I speak about on social media. Another one, for, for example, is that, you know, you, you know, you, uh, uh, a friend of yours, you go out for a coffee, for example. People, for example, read. People, for example, binge watch. They go to numbing devices. They, 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 they eat their, their worries away. Whatever the case may be. It is a, um, it is a, a, a difficult thing to deal with. Imam Khomeini says, I want you to see Salat as the outlet, as your counselor. I'll give you a, very, I'll give you a simple example. It's my example. It's not in the book. It's my example. I want, I want you to imagine that this person is, you know, there's a person right now in solitary confinement. Okay. And um, five times a day, he's allowed to go out of his solitary confinement for five minutes. <laughs> go out in the yard, get some sun, get some wind, get some breeze, feel the air, you know, look up to the clouds, five minutes, and go back into his, into his cell. Now you would think that and on every single day now, at a certain time now, he knows exactly when the prison guard is going to come and open my, open my cell. So he can hear now the walking in the hall. He can see the, the he can hear the the, 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 the the jingling of keys. And he can really, now he knows exactly. Now you would think for a moment that somebody who's in that solitary confinement would think for a moment, you know, a minute, two minutes before even the door opens, he's ready. He's standing up. He's ready. Let's go. I can't wait to escape this prison for five minutes. Salat sometimes is that. A lot of us are confined in this prison. Our heart is, 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 is heavy. We're distracted. We're, you know, we're hurting on the inside. Anxiety, stress, mental health. We have low self-confidence. We're triggered. We have social anxiety. We have low self-esteem. And then the time for Salat hits. And it's that, it's that five minutes. How long does it take to recite one Salat al-Zuhr? It's that four or five minutes on the Musalla. That is my escape, right? That's when my, when, that's when my jail cell opens. And I'm able to exit that jail cell. And for that five minutes, I can just forget about that. The breeze is in my, is in my hair. I can feel the sun on my, on my head. I can, I, I can breathe in. You know, I can feel the wind against my face. I can breathe in the air. And it resets me to go back and now deal with whatever is waiting for me in the cell. 
I want this month of Ramadan to be that freedom for you. I want it to be the month of freedom for you, the month of healing for you. That only happens when we move away from the obligation of worship, the burden of worship, the rolling of the eyes of worship. And we see ourselves as drowning ourselves in God to be our life jacket, to be the jingling of the keys as the, the prison guard opens the cell. Now, I'm not saying that everyone is living a life of, of prison. No, but this world can really squeeze us and suck the life out of us. The Quran says the life in this world is nothing but fuzuli, it's lahwi, it's. You know, it's it's play, it's sport, it's just like, it's not real. This is used, this world is used to be a bridge, as you know, a transitional phase into our actual existence. This is not meant to be settled in. Imam Radha says that this world is a bridge, and you don't build a home on a bridge, you don't. It's meant to pass over. You're not going to stay on the bridge. <laughs> but sometimes that's what happens to us, we get distracted. And sometimes the heaviness of this world, you know, buries us. And we're looking for this and looking for that numbing device and God forbid that drug and this and this and that. And meanwhile, God says, look, I've given you something. I've given you my worship. You know, th- th- there's a beautiful couplet that, that, that Imam Khomeini includes in his, in his, uh, in his, in his chapter on, on, on timings and salat. It's from Rumi, right? It's from Mawlawi. It's from it's 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 from his Mafnavi, and I just wanted to grab it from my phone before I, you know, before I uh, um, before I make a mistake here. But you know, it's it's uh, it's very important that we understand this process, and I'll end with this, inshallah, with your with, with your permission. And he says that the soul is perfect, and perfect is its call. The Chosen One said, Relieve us, O Bilal. The Chosen One has said, Relieve us, O Bilal. So beautiful. So beautiful. Who was Bilal? Bilal was the Mu'addin of the Holy Prophet, right? The one who called the Adhan. Relieve us, meaning the moment that Bilal's Adhan would hit, there would be this moment of relief and release and calmness. It's the jingling of the keys. It's the opening of, this, of, of, of the prison cell. It's the exiting of the prison. It's the feeling of the wind against my hair. And that would be the moment of salat for the Holy Prophet. It would be a release, a relief for him. I want this month to be a month of healing for all of you. Don't see it as an obligation. Don't see it as a burden. Don't see it as something that I'm going to have to do, as some checklist. No. Know that you are at a different capacity now. Know that you have been preparing for this month for weeks now. Know that you are now entrenched in that month, but know that this month has the healing that you've been looking for. Some people have paid thousands of dollars in counseling fees. I'm not saying don't go to counseling. There are some people who have written pages and pages and pages in their journal. There are some people who have you know, spoken to their friends in hours and hours and hours. Lots of coffee, lots of binge watching, lots of calories later, and that feeling still is somewhat there, you know, but it should be gone by now. Maybe let's try the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe that one page of Quran that we recite, you know, close it for a second, ponder what's being read. Maybe, you know, before and after salat, if we have time now, we spend just two minutes for a second embracing 
that moment, embracing the fact that I'm on the ground now, on my knees now, facing the Beit of Allah Mecca on a prayer mat, about to put my forehead on dirt, rub my nose in dirt. It's mustahab, right? In the process, however, it's, it, it's almost as if I feel like the handcuffs come off. I'm able now to use my hands and be free from this world until I have to go back. So my sisters and my brothers, as a closing remark in my opening lecture here, inshallah, I'll get to my content tomorrow night. I want all of you to heal. I want all of you to be able now to, to, to move towards Allah in this month with an empty heart. Easier said than done, I get it. In, you know, lighten yourself. You know, take a moment now. Every night we recite dua after thought. There are some of you who have a beautiful custom in your house. Line by line, that dua can be revolutionary. Allow it to kind of, you know, allow it to enter inside of your hearts. And, and be relieved of your burdens by this month. Don't allow this month to be another burden on you. It was never meant for that. It was meant for us to elevate beyond the everyday minute details of this world. Escape from the madness. Open up the, the, the jail cell. And kind of find ourselves, reconnect ourselves. In the process now, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ We become those who are pious. We ask you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our qaleel efforts inshaAllah. To pave the path for us to be different, to make this month of Ramadan revolutionary, mind, body and soul. Where we starve the body and we feed the soul. We ask you Allah, please Accept our amal, forgive our sins, and allow us to elevate towards you, towards this, in this month of Allah. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow night, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.